Hello, welcome to John's Author Diary for the weekend in April the 8th, 2018. I've had quite a productive week. I've been going over the line edits for Blind Gambit. So I'm now halfway through that draft. I'm really tightening it up. It's getting to a point where it's almost ready to be sent off for a professional edit. So once that's out of the way, I can start working on building hype up for the launch. I mentioned last week that I was struggling to get excited about Wasteland Book 4. All that has now changed. I've written a detailed outline and now I realise I've also got a Wasteland Book 5 to write. So I did want to wrap this book up by Book 3, but there are just more stories that I want to tell in this world. So I'm really glad that happened because I was really struggling. I was really worried that my heart wasn't in it. And I think if you're not excited about a project like that, then it's not going to be a very good read. I've now got an outline that I'm really looking forward to writing. I also wrote another outline this week for the second point of view in my epic fantasy series. So this is the one where I've been world building for probably several years now. I've detailed outlines for two out of the three main point of view characters. Now I don't want this thing to go out of control with lots and lots of POVs. I think that's the mistake I made with my ill-fated first novel which ended up having 13 point of view characters. But I do feel that there's a potential for a fourth point of view, but with far fewer scenes. Now, there's a possibility that what I might do is separate this off as a novella and have it as a parallel story to the main one. That might work better in terms of flow and pacing. But all these little things are probably a bit of a way off yet. I read a really cool Philip K. Dick story this week. I think at that point you should take a shot or something like that because it's a uh, becoming a bit of a catchphrase. But I read a story called Autofac which was a really cool take on post-apocalyptic stuff. It was almost like an inversion of the robot uprising story. Instead of the robots taking over, trying to kill humanity, the apocalypse had come because the robots were trying to help humanity. Now, this isn't in the way that you get with, say, something like Terminator, where the robots work out that humanity's doomed, so they should kill them anyway. This is more of a, the robots are trying to rebuild after a war, but by doing so, they're also sapping all the resources from everywhere. So it's a fun story. It was from his Electric Dreams collection, which I've now finished. Highly recommend that. Really good collection. I'm also halfway through Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey. Really liking the flow of this story. It does remind me a little bit of what I was trying to do with my very first novel. A kind of political intrigue in space. But the authors have done a much better job than I would have done. As well as that, I listened to another series of psychology lectures, this time on personality. Now I think I'm going to do more of this kind of thing where I listen to lectures and read more history and philosophy, because I think anything like that that will give me a better understanding of people and their motivations and the unintended consequences actions can have, I think that'll be really good, really useful. I had a question this week from Charlotte. Charlotte asks, how can you call yourself an author if you are self-published? Well, I mean, all you need to do is look in a dictionary. (laughs) The act of writing a book isn't the same as its distribution model. So this would be like saying to someone you're not a musician unless you've got a record deal with a major record company. Self-publishing is everywhere now. Our society is built around it. We've got Facebook where we can publish our thoughts straight away. We've got YouTube where we can make videos and publish them. We've got podcasts. We've got places like Bandcamp and Patreon which allow us creators to connect with fans. It does surprise me in 2018 that this is still a view that some people hold. I decided to become an independent author as a business decision. There's an opportunity for readers to find new authors and people who might not have been picked up by publishing companies. Now, something that has been picked up by a publisher is not a sign of quality. It is not an assurance that what you will read will be good. And this is the same with self-published works. This is the same with independent work. This is the same with small press works. I've chosen a route where I can publish on average three to four novels a year. 
where I'll get a fair share of royalties, where I have control of my marketing, and I can write what I want. (laughs) There are a lot of reasons why publishers reject manuscripts. And again, this has nothing to do with the quality. They make business decisions, they make marketing decisions. A lot of publishers have quotas for the types of stories and types of authors now that they want to publish. So if I write one of the best vampire stories ever written, but a publisher has filled its slot for vampire stories, then chances are it won't get published. So for a business decision to go after something with less than a 1% chance of even making a penny seems daft to me. I do this full time because I can and because I've made enough money now to sustain me. But I could not do that if I had sent my novel to a publisher. Now, even if I had been accepted by an agent and then accepted by a publisher, the chances that this book would sell is going to be quite low. If a paperback doesn't succeed within the first six weeks, then it's usually removed from shops. So you're relying on an agent, a publisher, the bookshops, and so many other moving parts to play along. So even if I've had all these things work in my favour, that everything has fallen into place in terms of luck, in terms of being at the right place and right time, because of the publishing cycle, my book wouldn't be coming out until next year at the earliest. And then book two, maybe they'd go for that, maybe they wouldn't. I'd have to wait another six months to get my royalties. And even then the reporting is so untransparent that I would have no idea what I'm getting until I got my checks. So because I'm an indie author, I can respond, I can change path, I can write what I want, when I want, how I want it. And for me, that's the best position to be in. The people who are successful in traditional publishing now are the Stephen Kings, the James Pattersons, the people who've been around for years. I do all the work, it's all on me. I hire graphic designers to design my covers. I hire professional editors to make sure that my work is a sufficient quality. I have a team of readers who check my story, look at my work. I've now got business partners who look at my outlines and make sure that things are okay before I even start writing. So yeah, I think I've gone on a bit of a tangent there answering that. But essentially, I do call myself an author because I've written novels, people have bought them, they've enjoyed them, and they've given me good ratings. So if you have any questions, please email john at johncronshaw.com. That's J-O-N-C-R-O-N-S-H-A-W. You can also find me on Twitter. It's at J-L Cronshaw. I'm also on Facebook. It's John Cronshaw Author. And if you haven't done so already, you can read the prequel to my Wasteland series for free. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash get my prequel. So until next time, cheerio. Cheerio.